This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha Ha Laugh Funny Mention It All, a Bravo by Betches podcast. We don't say that, but now we said it. With Dylan Hafer. We're going to check, Nemo. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and as always on Friday, it's just me today. We're talking Top Chef. It's getting down to the wire. But first, I want to give you a little heads up. We have some exciting new Bravo merch on Shop Betches. You can go to betches.co slash Bravo merch. We did this wine glass for the season of New Jersey that's finishing up right now. And it's like, you know, it's one of those glasses where you pour the wine and there's little notches. And it's like, as you drink more wine, you're getting a little more activated, as Lindsay Hubbard might say. You guys love that glass. We sold a ton of them. So now we have a Beverly Hills one. I'm very excited about that. Go check it out. Season starts next week. You got to be prepared. You 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 got to be prepared. There's no there's no alternative. But we are talking Top Chef today. There's so much going on in the Bravo universe and it's nice to just hone in on what's happening down in Houston. By the way, did anyone else see Chef Melissa King at the Met Gala on Monday? She was looking cool. She was wearing a like a Tom Brown little short short suit moment. I I don't know. I don't know why she was there. I don't know who invited her. I'm here for it. I love to see, I love to see Bravo celebrities succeeding and particularly not the Bravo celebrities you would expect to be at the Met Gala. You know, Sutton's been to the Met Gala. Tinsley's been to the Met Gala. I'm sure Dorit would love to go. I'm sure there are Larsa Pippen would kill for an invite to the Met Gala, but no, it's Chef Melissa. And I love that for her. We get to see Chef Melissa on tonight's episode, so it's always a good time. I want to, honestly, should I get Chef Melissa on the podcast? Let me think about it. So catching up on last week's Last Chance Kitchen, Luke has just been eliminated, and he and Sarah are going to face off first in a blind taste test, and then they get to make whatever dish they want. I like this twist on the blind taste test. We didn't see it, or at least we haven't so far in the main competition, but this is a fun little twist because they are tasting or I don't know, testing. They don't have to taste them. Spices and herbs. And there's like 23 of them, I think. And whatever they correctly identify in five minutes, those are the only seasonings they get to use while making this dish. And this is, <laughs> I love when the Last Chance Kitchen challenges kind of troll the contestants and Tom's like, so Luke, basically you fucking suck at seasoning your food. Um, so we're going to just make that a little harder for you because you, now not only are you going to have to like do the seasoning, but you're only going to be able to use what you can identify. And besties, Luke does not do great at this. Um, in the five minutes, Luke only gets five correct identifications. Sarah gets 10. That's a big difference. And both of them... Uh, I noticed one of the ones that they both got correct was ground cinnamon, which, you know, love, there's a time and a place, but like, that's not exactly something you're going to be working into every dish. You know, he gets like oregano, but meanwhile, 
you know, Sarah's over here. She's getting dill. She's getting parsley. She's getting, you know, like she just has a lot more to work with. And to add on top of that, like if I were doing this taste test, I think I would have gotten like cayenne pepper, maybe basil. I really want to give myself like more credit, but honestly, I think I deserve less. So I'll just stick with those two. Oh, cinnamon I would get. Yeah, like I would get cinnamon, but I think that's about it. Like I'm thinking like, okay, I guess like if there was a garlic powder, I could do that, but that didn't, I don't think that's really like the vibe they were going for. I could do salt, but I think salt, (laughs) does salt count as a seasoning? It must, but then I don't think they had to, I don't think they were like tasting salt. Like I think they were allowed to use salt because we know they were allowed to use salt because Luke has his box of salt under his station and they only have 20 minutes to cook. Luke doesn't touch the salt, doesn't even know where it is until 18 minutes into his 20-minute cook. And literally at the beginning of this challenge, Tom is like, hey, Luke, you better season your food, right, hon? And I just... Look, I wanted Sarah to win, so I was kind of happy, especially because Sarah's pesto was not really working out. It seemed like Luke maybe would have had the upper hand except for the fact that he didn't put salt in his fucking food. Like, I don't understand how, I know this is very stressful. I know I would be horrible at it. So I'm like the last person to, the last person to talk. Here I am talking into a microphone. But it's like, you've been told time and time again to season your food. And then you just like, don't? I don't know. I like that... (laughs) The two dishes we get are roasted carrots and roasted cauliflower. I'm like, woohoo, this is fun. But Sarah gets the win again. There's only one week left of Last Chance Kitchen. I'm going to get to the finale next week um, because, to be honest, it's like 40 minutes long and I just uh, (laughs) didn't have the bandwidth. But let's get on to this regular episode. There are only six chefs left in the competition. We have Evelyn, we have Buddha, we have Nick, we have Ashley, we have Jay, we have Damar. That is our top six, of course, uh, not including whatever happens with Last Chance Kitchen. But they're still in Houston. They get a note, uh, a handwritten note to meet Padma at the Houston Farmer's Market. And I love this note ends with, love Padma. And I just, I'm having a hard time believing that this lovely handwritten note card was handwritten by Padma Lakshmi. Like, I don't... Mm. I, it's really funny to imagine, like, whatever PA on the Top Chef set having to, like, with the best handwriting, writing out this note card that's like, hey, chef testants, grab a map and meet me at the Houston Farmer's Market. Love, Padma. Like, <laughs> there's no way she wrote that. But anyway, they get to the farmer's market. Guest judge Claudette is there. She's been on apparently Top Chef Colorado and Top Chef Mexico, which is very cool. And for this challenge, they are going to be shopping in the farmer's market and they have to make their own take on fajitas, which is fun. I haven't had a fajita in forever, but I always loved like when I was a kid, my family would go to like TGI Fridays or like those kind of places sometimes. And it was always so fun when like the table next to you was getting like the fajita platter and it's like, woo! Like there's like steam happening. It feels very dramatic. Like it was never really my journey, but I appreciate the, I feel like fajitas are so extra. Like they just make their presence known. And that's kind of like a fun thing. But anyway, the protein in this challenge and the 10K prize are furnished by Chipotle, which I love to see. 
And we find out that Nick has earned a nickname in this competition as the Mississippi Baker because he has the most bread. He apparently, I don't keep track of this kind of thing, but he's now apparently won like three different challenges with cash prizes. So he has uh, he has more dough than anyone in the competition. And I love this. I love when we get kind of the the fun, light competition between the people on this show, because obviously we know they all want it. Like, it's not like there's not, they're obviously in competition, but Top Chef is generally not a show where we're getting a lot of, like, drama between the contestants. And I love when they kind of just, like, poke fun at each other. And it's like, nah, like, we want some of that bread. Like, I want a couple slices. Come on. This is the dynamic that I love. And, like, Top Chef just feels like a warm hug. And now we got to make some warm fajitas. And... They only have 45 minutes to shop and cook, which is very stressful to me. Because when you're in a farmer's market like that, or like any kind of like food hall, or where there's a lot of different like stalls and booths and whatever places to look, it's like, I need 30 minutes just to figure out like, where I am. Like I need, like, first of all, on this show, I always think it's like, it would take me so long to come up with like an idea. And then the actual like going around to the farmer's market and like getting what you want, they only have 45 minutes and Ashley takes 20 whole minutes shopping for her dish. Like that really, I I mean, I knew right, right then and there that she was going to have trouble because everybody else has started cooking like 10 minutes before her. We have some interesting fajita things happening. Buddha and Jay are both going a little bit of a Korean route. Uh, Damar is trying to do a little Caribbean flair. He's using mango. You know, lots of different stuff happening. Evelyn feels very confident. She's really getting to show, to flex a lot in this show. You know, she's from Houston. A lot of these, like, Hispanic-inspired challenges are right up her alley. But yeah, this episode, honestly, it's a little bit of a clusterfuck. Like the last few episodes, it feels like the weak dishes have kind of not actually been that rough. They're just kind of like the least strong. But in this quick fire, two out of six people, Jay and Ashley, both don't get all the components on the plates for Claudia and Padma. Jay's Korean crepe doesn't make it. Ashley doesn't get her salsa. Obviously, they're not going to win. They don't love Damar's uh, salsa. It's like too sweet. Nick, the Mississippi baker, ends up winning. He gets 10K more and he's just rolling out the dough. You know, he's swimming in bread. And I love that for him. I Nick was one of those people where early in the competition, I feel like I didn't really, he didn't register with me as somebody that I should be like paying attention to. But now I feel like this episode, and we'll get into it in the elimination challenge, I think we're starting to see like he's really up there. He's gotten a lot of great feedback. He's won a bunch of things. I think Buddha obviously is in the top. I think he, like his technique and everything is just really impressive. And then I also think Evelyn is in the top. I, Evelyn might be my, Evelyn might be my personal favorite now. And I don't know if I knew that before this week. I've really enjoyed her, but I feel like thinking about if she won in Houston, like, I would sob. I mean, I'll probably cry no matter what. Because I did cry later in this episode when Nick is talking about his gumbo. Top Chef does something to me where I was watching this and I'm literally like doing something else as I'm watching. I'm paying attention though. I'm taking notes, whatever. Like there's a lot going on. And then I realized that Nick is like talking about this like Mississippi gumbo and I'm like getting choked up and I'm like, what the hell is wrong with me? What is it? What do they put in this show to make this happen to me? 
Splash Refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Let's get to the elimination challenge. They are at like NASA headquarters. Very cool. It's a Houston thing. Obviously, we knew there had to be a space challenge. They have to make a dish for astronauts that would travel well in space. So it has to, the sauces have to be thick enough that they're not liquid lying around in the air. Uh, They can't have anything that has a lot of crumbs. We hear they meet with some astronauts. We hear that um, they don't use a lot of salt in their food because that contributes to bone loss. A lot to think about. And one of those things where it's like, we've all had the like freeze-dried ice cream or like freeze-dried strawberries, whatever. But it's like, that's not like what they eat every meal. Like they have like food they're not just eating like crackers for two years because they're talking about going on a mission to Mars, which I'm like, is that that happening? Are we doing that? I don't know if that's real. Like, I feel like the whole like sending people to Mars thing, I'm sure somebody's working on it in like a lab somewhere, but like, it's been quiet. We haven't sent somebody to the moon in like, what, like 40 years? I don't even know. Don't talk to me about time. Like, that's not my job. But I guess we're sending people to Mars and the winning dish is also gonna, gonna get sent to Mars. Like, I'm like, is there a contract there? Cause like, I don't know if that's actually happening. Like, we'll see. Are they sending people to Mars? That's wild. I don't think they are. I, I can't think about this anymore. Um, but so anyway, after their FaceTime session with the International Space Station, they get into cooking their dishes. We found out that, did we know that Buddha had a wife? Was this news to anyone else but me? This was news to me. Buddha has a wife and apparently she's a pastry sous chef. So he's making a pavlova that's like a tribute to her. It's in the shape of like a golf ball. He's naming it after Apollo 14. Love all the thought going into that. Evelyn notices there's not a lot of Mexican food happening. So she's making this guisorojo stew with pork and pumpkin seeds. There's a lot of creativity happening. Ashley gets the most creative, I would say. She really gets into like the space space food of it all and like, okay, like when you're floating around in that little space station or like the Mars Mars rover, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that works. She's like, okay, you're gonna have the tuna and the shrimp in a tin. And then you're gonna have the slaw in a little Ziploc bag. And then you're gonna have pruning shears those are those are not like scissors those are like big ass shears on every plate and you're gonna like cut it and then put the slaw and then do the thing and i'm like i love the process it's a little bit like 
everybody else was like plating their dish. And she's like, well, I put the scissors and the tin and the bag on the plate. Like, I like the thought behind it, but also it's kind of like with Top Chef, it's like, no, but you, the point is that it's supposed to look pretty. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Nick makes a Mississippi gumbo, which looks fucking delicious. It has beans in it. And I went to, I went to college in Louisiana, so I've had a fair amount of gumbo. But Tom points out that beans are not something that's in a lot of Louisiana gumbo. And I'm like, hell yeah, I want beans in the gumbo. I love beans. That sounds delicious. Jay goes the Korean route. Again, she's making bulgogi with barley. This is like what her mom cooks for her. Damar's doing like a chicken and rice situation. I got to say, we're seeing, we see a trend start to emerge. And that is that the same, we have the same bottom three as the quick fire. It's the fact that there are only six people, you know, it's three and three. It's very, you can't hide. There's no safe. There's no whatever. And so the fact that we have Evelyn, Buddha and Nick in the top three, again, you're running out of room, you know, you're running out of space. And so that means of course that we have Ashley, Jay and Damar in the bottom again, Jay's beef was just like super mushy and the barley was apparently undercooked. She disagrees. Damar's chicken and rice, the rice was overcooked. They they didn't like either of these dishes. Ashley's, I think they the presentation saved her because they were like, you, you were creative. The food wasn't as good as the idea, but like, whatever. Also like poaching tuna in coconut water. That sounds nasty to me. Like, do we do that? Is that a thing? I don't know. Tell me if that's a thing in a five-star review. Tell me if that's a thing. (sighs) I don't know. I don't know. Jay ends up going home and I felt bad. I think I kind of thought Damar was going to go home just because I felt like Damar out of the three of them in the bottom kind of has had like the weakest track record. But I don't know if that's like technically true. I'm really bad about keeping up with like who has what wins. But in general, I think, you know, it is what it is. There's Last Chance Kitchen. And on the other end of the spectrum, they love Evelyn, Buddha, and Nick's dishes. Like everybody just, everybody just like, they understood the assignment. And Buddha wins the challenge with his pavlova that there's like a surprise inside. And I feel like he was kind of the opposite end of Ashley, where he did something specific to like a space interactive concept, but it was like exciting and fun and it worked. Whereas like Ashley's was almost like a little bit too utilitarian. Like, tell me how I'm going to eat it in space, but don't put the plastic bag on my plate. I feel like plastic bags don't go on the plate. I feel like that can be a rule. Take it out of the Ziploc bag before it gets to me. Is that too much to ask? I don't know. <laughs> before I go, my favorite moment though was when they the judges walk into the to the kitchen and there's a rover and Gail goes, Can we ride it? <laughs> Gail wants to ride the rover. <sighs> I would pay so much money to see Gail riding the rover. That's a lie. I wouldn't pay anything, but I would love to see it. I would love to see it. Is there a deleted scene of that? Did they let her ride it? Please tell me they let her ride it. (laughs) Oh my God, you guys, I gotta go. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. We love those five-star reviews. So if you're in the mood, if you feel so inclined, 
just, just, just do your worst. Also, don't forget to check out our new uh, Bravo merch at Betches.co slash Bravo merch. Very easy to remember. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.